Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Oh, good Friday, everybody. Good Friday. So what's in the news today? Jesse Smollett's been indicted on 16 felony counts. Whoa, man. <laughs> Ex-Trump campaign boss Paul Manafort's light sentence in Mueller case could soon be much longer. Because Mr. Manafort got in trouble in two different jurisdictions. Folks, if you're going to defraud the U.S. government, which, to be honest... Tax avoidance, I think you could do much worse. But if you're going to do it, do it at least in one jurisdiction, not multiple ones. What else have we got going on here? Oh, yeah, by the way, I am dancing. Oh, yeah, Alabama, our legislators, they passed the gas tax. Boo, boo. And other than that, well, I'm in a fancy-free mood. Coming into the Fatback Bands, you're my candy sweet. And joining me this evening is Mr. Seth Spotlow. Woo! And George Collins is making a return to the show. Hey, George, how are you? Hey, what's up, man? What's up? Now, you are about to move out of the great state of Alabama and city of Montgomery. And yes. you're going to Las Vegas. Yes, for sure, this time. Nice. You <laughs> turn that mic a little bit more towards you there. Yeah. Um, yeah, well... Number one, I was just telling you all, very good luck with that. Yeah. And uh, the call to adventure, it's that bug has kind of got me. So It's better just to do it, man. All right. Take right. that chance. Take the chance. Take a chance. Now, I didn't realize Jesse Smollett was going to be like 16 counts. Six, don't lie. Wait, what What exactly happened? Like <laughs> What happened? Yeah. Happened? Um, when, where were, let's start this way. When's the last time you checked out that story? Uh, when it first began, really. Like, okay. All I know is he lied about like right some some uh, manga head manga head. Uh, yeah. Well, he claimed that at two a.m. Uh, on one of the coldest mornings in Chicago's history, or at least this year, I might be overstating the fact. I don't want to do that. But in Chicago's history, one of the coldest mornings ever. At two a.m., he went to Subway. Yeah. And I'm not sure what he got. My favorite at Subway is. Uh, a meatball sub, yeah, but then mind. I get a little funky with it, and I throw in Southwest sauce That's with some extra cheese. What color does that make it? it makes it kind of a orange hue. It's like, too, too messy. Like baby throw up. Oh, it's mm. delicious. Mm. It's so good. But yeah, so as he was coming back from the subway, he claims he was attacked by two guys wearing ski masks. The initial TMZ report said white guys. Mm. Um, and then other reports that they yelled, this is MAGA country, wow. and put a noose around his neck, which he was still wearing when the police arrived 40 minutes later, and poured some bleach-like substance on him. That's some dedication. That's, right. You think, like, 
2 in the morning, it's cold. Uh. Like, are you just hanging out, like, waiting for Jesse? I'm waiting for hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's just, when I first saw it, I didn't want to jump to any conclusions, but I was a little like, huh, we'll see where this goes. Because, I mean, and then another report came out that a neighbor uh, saw the two men who did this in the ski mask, and they look like rednecks. <laughs> like, were they, like, Confederate battle flag ski masks? I don't know. Like, it just... And then from there, the police started putting things together. And to their credit, they treated him like the victim that he alleged he was until it just did not add up. And they found two brothers, I think, from Nigeria, one whom had been an extra on an Empire episode or two. And they found all the supposed tools that were used in the 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 case or in this fate attack including also the hate letter he received like full of all sorts of slurs against his sexuality and race it was also like material was found at these two guys apartment but it's not clear to me whether or not those guys were being framed by somebody else or then they claim they were paid to stage the attack it's not a coincidence that they're on the show and what year is it? 1912? Was it bleach? Really? Come on. That's terrible, um, man. I mean, I, I'll put it this way. Like, it is 2019. There's still stuff that goes on. So, like, when I see that, I've... Okay, number one, hate crime hoaxes are real, but there's also crime hoaxes that are real. There's just people make stuff up to get attention. They really do. But then real stuff happens, too. So yeah. it's sort of like... Oh. My rule is, I, Joey, sitting here in a radio station, unless I saw it with my own eyes, I will say, I don't know. And then let's see where this goes. I mean, what, what, was, the, what was the point? Like, I, did they ever find out, like, why did he just make up all this stuff out of nowhere? Had to be attention, man. A lot of people have been... I mean, he's on the biggest show that right. I know of. Is he gay? Yes. yes. Oh. Ooh. Right. And he's I apparently can actually sing. He's very talented in that regard. Right. So Probably not anymore. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think part. Well, I mean, he did sing against himself. So. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, one writer, uh, actually a couple of writers, picked up on in his Twitter bio, mm -hmm. and this is I, something I've said before, and people have taken me to task. Or I think the urge to save humanity, save the world, is usually a false front to want to rule it. And it's just a sign of, like, you're you're aiming too broadly, too generally. Save the world. You're not Superman. Like, save your neighbor. Save your friend. Save the per. If somebody needs save and do it to, for the person right in front of you. So his Twitter bio said, I'm simply here just to help save the world. And as I started listening to all sorts of people, maybe trained in psychology, talk about this and the history of why do people think anything like this? Right. The idea is some people are too, are so far gone, they actually will delude themselves into thinking, well, my understanding of the situation in America is this way, so me faking it is really just exaggerating what actually goes on, and it'll help the cause. Yeah. There's oh, some of that goes on. 
other people came out, I don't know if I buy this, and said he wasn't getting paid enough and he wanted more attention. What What's not paid enough? A million? Come on. <laughs> yeah, man. Come on. I don't have enough M's in my bank account. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> I make peanuts, man. Yeah. Come on. Complain yeah. about. It's just, I don't know. Like, he went from a sympathetic figure to, like, a, a symbol of, like, what not to do. Right. And it seemed like he totally bought into what... The, the media is selling mm-hmm. people and he's like okay maybe I can become part of what I'm seeing on TV all the time and I man I, what you see on there I don't think is real life for real I'm trying to I guess trying to remind people that like what racism is out there like quote unquote real racism is out there right no come on man yeah don't discriminate hate everybody yeah, I mean, sometimes I like if somebody <laughs> says something, and I've I've heard it, and it's usually folks are a little older. Right. I mean, and then the video that came out of Hoover recently or Spain Park where was a bunch of young kids, white kids, saying all sorts of oh. racist, anti-Semitic stuff. Okay, look, it's it's terrible. Yeah, but. It's dumb teenagers, like just yeah, how just how exactly. they was stru- how they were structuring the n word is like their first time saying it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and a few too many drink skis, and, mm-hmm. and they start spouting yeah. off. And yeah, I have heard, and I think back, and I'm still this way to a certain extent. But I like to think I'm a little wiser at 30 than I was at like 16. Um, you are barely even like you've, you're only a few years into actually speaking full sentences. Right. Uh, now, I have to say, I've gotten drunk. I got drunk underage, but I never, like, went into racist, anti-Semitic tirades. And so, I wonder where that came from for those kids. I don't know. I really don't know. But I, I like your point. It's like, they're stupid teenagers. So, so like, they, they were going to have lives for a while. So, I mean, I, we can criticize them and shame them even but at a certain point it's like did you learn your lesson i say don't i say don't they shouldn't really get in trouble that much for real, honestly this is coming from a black man like i get it, it's terrible but like yeah, it's just being dumb teenagers and hmm. uh just just watch them now did you know that they have this ability just just watch them when they grow up yeah so, yeah they didn't do anything physical to anybody and they're it's, young man and I, like I try to say in my like stand up, stop giving certain words to power. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. like the N word doesn't bother me unless you say it in a certain way. Sure. But like, and it, it doesn't bother me. Like, Actually, you're making a great point in that the the uh, I don't like taboos. Yeah. Like if I hear somebody, you know drop a certain word and it's like it's George Carlin's old bit the yeah. words you can't say on television where he's not saying them at somebody he's not using them to belittle and tear somebody down he's just you literally can't quote the words yeah and that's when it's like wait does the word is to your point have some magical power yeah and that's why I come worse. on here, man. There's a whole bunch of stuff I don't say. All right. <laughs> I, like, I love being up here. If I want to keep my butt in this chair, there is stuff I don't say. You got that right. There's definitely stuff you can't say. and it. I, but I think there's, uh, there is a narrative right now where I try to be like a compassionate, understanding person. Yeah. <clears throat> but then people are seeing like racism behind every rock and tree. Like, I read this, and, oh, it was infuriating. It was a white woman who has written a book 
my cousin Scott, who's now a trained psychologist, brought this to my attention. He said, I can't believe this woman was allowed to teach students. She wrote a book called White Fragility. White Fragility. And she, in the interview, she goes into how when white people say things like, I judge people or try to judge people by the content of their character or I don't, I don't see race or these sorts of things, that's an immediate, like tip off mm. if there's something up with that person <laughs> and it may be maybe not but I think there also are some people like the way I see it is like obviously I see race and people have different genetic makeups I think the idea of race though is very antiquated like it's uh, like why are we still using the same categories that the actual racist over the last few hundred years came up with and like there's I've heard it said before there's more genetic diversity in Africa on the continent of Africa where people can look similar like if they came to America you'd be black but it's like no there's you're all different there's a lot of difference going on here. And today, okay? We're going to take it to today. today. What is today? Today is the day that Miss Marvel comes out. Oh, oh Captain Marvel? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah Captain oh, Marvel. Look Captain Marvel. Oh! <laughs> and your sexism sneaks I, out. Well, it was... Um, uh, it's on my game. I, I play Marvel Strike Force. Oh, Miss Marvel. Yeah, oh, okay. and she's Miss Marvel in the game. They changed it, like, what, three times? It was, like, a man, now it's a woman. It was... Isn't wasn't that like the origin or something like that? I think that originally it was a dude. Yeah, Captain well, Captain Marvel has had many iterations, I believe. Okay. Yes, is it like <clears throat> Green Lantern? Just like switch a ring I think or so. something like that, uh, or something an alien life form maybe possesses you or uses you as a host. And for folks who don't know what we're talking about, uh, the next installment <laughs> we just gotta, we're of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Captain Marvel, is out today. Yes. Um, I'm I'm going to go see it Sunday, but it's not like high expectations. I'm waiting for the last Avengers movie that looks incredible. Oh. The Infinity War was great. I'm expecting Endgame to be even better. I read a review from a dude that's in Korea that's on, that plays the game that I also play. And that's how he saw it earlier in the week. And he said as there is no kind of political jargon in the movie at all. He said it's just a movie that's set in the 90s. And that's what's so weird to me, is why did Brie Larson and I'm sure the producers, promoters of this movie, decide to go with the political culture war language? Like, essentially comments about, like, this is a movie for, it's about intersectional feminism. And it's like, like that was actually a quote from Brie Larson. I'm like, what? What are you doing? You know what they need to start saying is that in the movie she wears a nine inch nail shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> yeah. So I I don't know. I just tend to think unless you really work hard at it and understanding what you're saying politically speaking. Uh, politics poisons everything. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh. It's people almost borrowing. Uh, it, there's a not to be too pretentious, but there's like a French term. I'm not even going to say in French, but it translates to wooden tongue. And the idea is you have a lot of people who talk politics from whatever ideology, whatever party, who say things. I like to call it bumper sticker logic. Like you just saw something and you're repeating it. And I get it. There's only so much time in the day. We can only specialize so much. So if you are working all day, say, as an air conditioning technician, you may not have time to, like, learn the finer points of, of political philosophy. Maybe you do have the time, and all power to you. But I, I get, like, even a doctor who's freaking brilliant, say, as a brain surgeon, doesn't have the time to read up on 
uh, you know, Chinese developments in terms of geopolitics and their domestic policies, and Xi Jinping's like new program and the pitfalls that are coming out of it. It's hurting the economy. Like he does, I get that people don't have time to do this stuff, so we rely on shorthands when we talk about these things. Wooden tongues. Yeah, splinters. What I can't remember what it's <laughs> the tongue de bois or something. I don't know. I can't remember the French term, but that's the idea. It's like you just or you're not using your own mind. You're just repeating things. The cause wants you to repeat, and you know that's not necessarily always a bad thing. But those shouldn't be the people leading the conversation, which is what's happening on social media. I mean, they're the loudest ones. So exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, Alabama did, as I mentioned earlier, pass that gas tax. So, I guess this year we're getting a six-cent increase on every gallon of gas. Next year it'll be two more cents added. That year after that, two more cents added. I think also there's, I I haven't seen the final number they decided on, but if you register and you have an electric car, it's like 150 or 200 bucks more than a normal registration. Then the hybrids are like 100 bucks, 125. Again, I don't have the exact numbers, but the idea is they're upping fees when you register. And that'll go towards electric, you know, car infrastructure if we need be in the future. And then there's an indexing uh, aspect to it. So based on some index, uh, how much it costs to construct roads around the nation, uh, the gas tax will go up without having to do anything as a legislature, one cent every other year. Is that like a never-ending every other year? Yes. Wow. And if you look yeah. at the price of gas in the last month, I feel like it's already been jacked up 20 cents. Yeah, I mean, that's some of it's seasonal. Um, some of that's just the, the price of crude went up like yeah, for yeah. a barrel. So, I mean, I'm not too worried about it works itself out. I really do believe in markets in that regard, that things work themselves out pretty well if you allow markets to work. I hope um, so, and I hope the roads quit sucking, man. But here's something I found that's interesting on this topic, and it comes from the state of Iowa and their history in 1910 and it shows how people have specialized a lot like it used to be everybody would kind of join the militia or join the military now we have a professional army of volunteers and i think that's a virtue i think it's an improvement not only is it voluntary but it's also these people can be incredibly proficient at what they do but uh here's the story from iowa just a brief little history be with me here folks grandfather of highway six in iowa the river to river road was built in one hour by 10,000 farmers and volunteers on June the 25th, 1910. That's right, one hour. At 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning, 10,000 farmers and volunteers picked up their implements, and one hour later at 10 a.m., the road was created that would change the history of Iowa transportation forever. It was a shot that was heard around the world. The river to river road ran all the way across the state of Iowa. Now that's I talk about can do. That's awesome, man. That's not And how our society has changed. I mean, we're not all farmers now, and I think there's there's a lot good about that. I wouldn't want to go back to where we all have to work the land in order to make a living and make a life. But we lose something and as we specialized and like I get to sit here talking to a microphone every day. Like, if I was in back in the barter system, what the hell would I? I'll tell you a story. <laughs> I'll do a dance for you and play a little song here. Like, no. Um, I, I like that we have this diverse division of labor and people can specialize. But what you lose is that when everybody's a farmer, 
we all kind of understand what it is we do in life in order to make a living. And if we need something done collectively, we, we don't have to do wait it. on the government. We don't have to wait on Let's just do it. Yeah, we can do it. It's that brotherly thing. I also imagine that... At that time, there weren't as many zoning requirements. There's probably a lot of uh, virgin land, so to speak, yeah. uh, that they could just, okay, get the road built. And it's just not going to happen here in Alabama. This time, no, we get gas taxes. Skimming off the top, man. <sighs> I don't like it. I, I just don't like taxes. And I, there's all sorts of reasons why I think it'll not be, uh, oh, yeah. not be ideal. Now... I'm not going to go into all that because, you know what? I have to give credit where credit's due. Baron Coleman, who is on these airwaves from 9 to noon, that guy's been going hard in the paint yeah. on this gas tax. My new BFF. He's been calling people out <laughs> left and right. In particular, he's called out one legislator, and I think he's going to run against him. At least that's what he promised mm-hmm. if he voted for it. So watch out, folks. An old dude voted for it, didn't he? Yeah, he did. So uh, watch out, folks. Baron Coleman is about to hit the campaign trail in, what, 2024 or something like that. Or 2022. We'll see. I don't know. That's that's just some of the news today. Oh, PSA. This is for the young and the old. Millennial boomer and Gen Xers who just want to watch the world burn. Um, (laughs) No, that's really what Gen Xers are, I've learned. Like you, you're a Gen Xer. <laughs> Look at you with your nine-inch nails. Not your shirt, but the the music you listen to. Your Marilyn Manson, your hacky sack, yes. and your bonsai tree. Yeah, and you just watch the millennials and the boomers go at it. Yeah, and you just watch the world burn. <laughs> and whenever you're done burning, I will pick up the pieces. <laughs> <laughs> but here's a message for people of all ages, especially if you're on social media. This is a new proposed guideline from my good friend Carrie Wedler. She said, before you post a quote meme, take two minutes to search the text of the quote and who it's attributed to in order to verify its authenticity. Is this is this about that, that fire festival stuff? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I just saw this PSA she put out there. Yeah, this, I think this is coming from that because uh, uh, well, I can't even say the dude's name. Um... He's he's an Instagram uh, innovator. He's a influencer. Influencer. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. Uh, his name is F. Jerry, right? So, oh, right, right. I know yeah, you're that talking guy. About. So he he basically steals memes and makes millions off of that, and and I think that's where that's coming from. So we're getting more. Oh, if you're gonna re- retweet somebody, stuff retweet or repost somebody's stuff on Instagram, you have to get the the, the original poster. That's how, that's where that's coming from. Well, and it's. It takes some... Okay, people are already calling for things like the vaccination issue has come up and anti-vaxxers. And this kid just testified in Congress when he came of age of majority, when he turned 18, he went and got himself vaccinated because he read the scientific literature. He's like, my mom's wrong. Yeah. And to her credit, his mother was lovely about this. She said, you know, he's independent now. And I disagree with him, but he has every right to do what he wants, and I still love him. Way to go. Like, that's awesome. That's yeah, a, that's cool, her. It's a good mom. But there was one part of this young guy's testimony where he was like, the sources of this misinformation is a problem. And my mind immediately jumps to, okay, if you mean we need to find those people putting out misinformation or what you think is wrong information and have a good conversation with them, the best 
of our ability and correct them, meet good ideas, meet bad ideas, correct ideas, meet incorrect ideas, then I'm all for that. But if you mean like, hmm... Facebook or Twitter or something should crack down, or the God forbid the U.S. government should crack down and start regulating. I think it's a dangerous place to go. It's, it's just too much. Because not- what happens if, say, an anti-vaxxer starts running the regulatory regime? I'm not saying that would happen. I'm saying you have to put your mind in that position that if we're going to create powerful controls that can regulate what's true and what's not then you got to assume the worst type of person is going to take over that stuff. That's just how my mind works. And that's why they're putting all the under-the-anti-vax stuff. They're putting stuff, the tr- um, other, the opposite end of it, under it, where you can go to links and you can actually do some research if you really want to. Right. You know, but it's right at your fingertips. And it's terrible they have to do that. I mean, you have this anti-vax post instead of going on Google and being like, okay, Google, let me do this. No, right under the anti-vax post, they're going to have a link to right. a vax post. It tells you why it is good or why we should do it, you know. And I think some of this, too, comes from... We've had this discussion before. There's a great new documentary on Netflix about Flat Earth. <laughs> theorists. And one important point they made, it's very important, and it has to do with all the misinformation out there on social media. We're now, it's becoming a political issue. It's becoming an issue in the halls of Congress. And one thing they realize, scientists who, you know, the Earth's a globe and we can prove it in all sorts of different ways. I mean, we have photos. It's not like we're making up going to the International Space Station. One thing they realize is by sneering at people that believe the Earth is flat or sneering and looking down at people who are anti-vaccines, which all you do by doing that is reinforce their belief, number one, and you make other people look at you, even though, say you even are absolutely correct, 100%. If you're not actually presenting the facts to people, instead you're just kind of Oh, you're too stupid to understand. I mean, who's actually going to want to follow you in that regard? That's mean. No, there's there's something to this. There's a reason people do it. It's social pressure. Like, you know, you shame somebody. Instead of having to argue every little fact in the world, you just, you know, make people conform. And there's, I think, truth to that. That if you... It's always easier to go with the hurt. Right. Always easier. Sheep, man. All be rowing in the right direction. Because if you row in the wrong direction or if you go somewhere else, uh, number one, you're not going to have the protection of the herd and what everybody else is doing. And number two, you could easily be wrong. <laughs> and then eventually, when you're going the other direction, you'll start picking off people and they'll start coming with you. And right. that's what's happening. Right. And I mean, it's just a matter of, and it's a simple idea of freedom. Yeah, don't tell somebody what not to do. Be like, hey, I'm not going to tell you what not to do. You can do your own thing. But this is what we got over here, so you can look at this and you you make your own opinion. Well, and then also you get into the complication of, I love it, like with comedy. So, like, George, when you're trying to come up with a comedy, like, just a few minutes, like five minutes, uh, like, I'm sure the number one criteria isn't, is this factually correct? That's not the point, right? No, I don't even think about that. No, oh. <laughs> exactly. That's not the goal. I don't want to have to do research. No. Right. I guess the overall point would be it's funny. Right. Yeah. That's all that matters. Exactly. And they know I'm not serious up here. Hopefully, 
I would think they don't think I believe in what I'm saying. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Right, and it should be obvious to some folks that maybe you're exaggerating, or maybe you're playing a, a role like a character that you're kind of setting up, like the right. type of person. It's it baffles me how many stupid idiots are out there who take so many things. Like I, my favorite is this type who is like, yeah. I don't get offended by anything. Stop being offended, you little snowflakes. And they'll laugh at every joke from every different angle. Like, okay, we, we, we made race jokes against all the different races. We made religious jokes against, I mean, the big ones that can really get people riled up. But you mentioned something about cats, and that person <laughs> just goes insane. It's that one thing. Yeah, it's the one thing they care about. Oh, and I don't know. I tend to think a lot of this hand-wringing over being offended or not offended, or is it true or not. Right. I like being offended when I'm actually, I'm not playing a part, I'm actually upset about something, because mm. it reminds me of what I actually believe in, number one. Okay. gives me a chance to reflect on, okay, that thing I believe is it true, and should I be this upset about it? And sometimes you are. I give I mean, it to people. I'm like, hey, you got to me. You did something good. I am right. mad. You SOB. High right. five. You know, you hit me where it hurts in my heart. When somebody <laughs> actually gets some heat, it's an amazing thing to behold. Yeah. Like, and so I I give respect to the heels of the world. Yeah. Gotta I be do. a bad guy, man. Can't be a good guy without a bad guy. Yeah, it's just a crazy time to be living. I, it's almost like the the political scene and social media has become wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's. Un, I never thought I'd say that seriously, but that's what it's become. You're always thinking: Is this a work? Is it fake and scripted, or is it real? And they're actually upset. They're like, I'm not certain. But oh, look at the time. We got to hit a break here. But first, before we hit this break, we need to tell folks about well, four healthy pets over on the Atlanta Highway, the Village East Shopping Center. Where Skate Haven used to be. Yeah, right next to Faulkner University. Four Healthy Pets was set up and started, found it by Teresa. And she wanted to take her passion for her own pets. And she's always been one to want to bring them the highest quality, all-natural products. She just posted something today about a certain brand. And there was some controversy around this brand. So we're researching what's going on with that. She's always doing the research. She's always taking the time to make sure she's giving the highest quality product in her store because that will mean your pet will be healthy and happy. So you'll be happy and a happy person with a happy pet ends up making the person healthy too. I mean, it just is like mood wise, psychologically. I mean, I just can't stand when I see an animal being mistreated. I mean, directly or somebody's not taking the time. You know, not going that extra mile. And Teresa can help you do that. She can make that extra mile a little bit easier. It's like the 10,000 volunteers building that road in Iowa. Teresa is like 10,000 strong. She's already done all the work. You just got to go that last few steps. Buy some of the everyday feeding for your dog or your cat or the meow Yeah, and the chicken crack. The chicken crack, which is the mm. incredible chicken jerky. Ah. It's a great all-natural treat. But then also, like, it was like these freeze-dried uh, or dried-out, like, turkey pellets. They're almost like little turkey snacks. And Gimli, the red and fuzzy big booty Buddha. My, uh, I'm, I'm his uh, uncle. He's a fox red Labrador retriever, and he has a big butt. And he's wise, so I call him the red and fuzzy big booty If you Buddha. sit in his seat, he gets mad and looks at you. And also, like, the... She had, what did she give me? Oh, it was like a, it looked like a rawhide product, but she doesn't give rawhide products out. It's not good for the dogs. Yeah. But what it was was salmon 
that had been dried and molded to look like a bone. Cool. And so he ate that thing so quick. He loved it. So, folks, if you're looking for true tender loving care for your pets, researched care for your pets, something that will leave them healthy and happy, go buy four healthy pets on the Atlanta Highway. Again, the Village East Shopping Center, or visit them online at fourhealthypetsonline.com. And tell Teresa that Joey said hi. Me too. Yes. <laughs> well, with that, we got to hit this break. We'll be right back. Joey Clark. Clark. When I'm in a good mood, folks, I play the Fatback Band. This is their classic hit, Backstroking. It's for you, George. Mm-hmm. It's for you. Y'all <laughs> oh, no, know the Backstroke, right? Yeah, we hung out way too much, man. I'll stare at your butt. <laughs> uh, I thought you were just going to say I'm Fatback. <laughs> I think you got big old booty. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, the show is also brought to you by Eddie Bader. With the Goodson Group. That guy, he's the champ. He's the champ of real estate. He's the champ of pizza. He has a great sense of humor. And he is going to bring his expertise that he's learned on a first-hand basis by helping himself and helping others in the real estate market buy and sell their homes. Now, if you're a first-time, potential first-time home buyer out there, don't hesitate. Give Eddie Bader a call at 322-0662, and he'll open your eyes up to all the opportunities here in the River Region. Or maybe you're looking to retire and you've saved up some money, you've been responsible in your investments, and you want that, say, retirement home on the lake. Eddie Bader can take you on a pontoon boat tour. Now, that's not happening just yet, but as the weather warms up, he'll be having you cruising on Lake Martin, beautiful Lake Martin, looking at all sorts of homes so you don't have to go through all the winding back roads to get to several properties. He's got it all figured out. And if you're looking to sell your place, Eddie knows the different renovations, repairs, how to do a successful open house that'll make sure you get top dollar and your house gets off the market quickly. So if you're looking for a full-service, all-around real estate agent and just all-around great guy, give Eddie Bader with the Goods Group a call. 322-0662. Again, that number, 322-0662. So... Can I do it once? What? 322 Zero six six two. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like that. Thank you. <laughs> He's got that deep baritone voice. Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group. Don't forget it. Now, real quick, and we're going to get to. You mentioned off air George yeah. Michael Jackson and what's going on there, and I think that's actually an interesting topic. Um, not pedophilia itself, but more like the guy's dad. Right. So. I mean, like Ohio, look at it. What's the point of uh, attacking a dead pedophile if we got plenty of alive ones, right? Right. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that sounds really messed up, but like we right. have, we have like, well, we're going through it right now. It's the R. Kelly stuff, and my personal one that's more of a creepy. He didn't really do anything yet, but Drake. 
You, oh, you, yeah. you said he was kissing on a... Yeah, he, he knew that there was somebody who was... Yeah, during one of his concerts, it was a 17-year-old that got on stage, asked her what was her age, he was like, oh, made a joke, I want to go to jail, uh-huh, but he was like, oh, but you're so thick, though, and he, like, kissed on her and stuff like that, I'm like, uh, that then, last he year... He knew she was 17. Yeah. That's messed up. And then, what's, what's crazy, I tell people, oh, why, why are we just, like, ignoring it? Like, why are we ignoring this stuff? Yeah, yeah I get he didn't technically do anything, but well, he did. He, it's, it's close to it. Like, right. Why, why, why right. do you know it? Because it's Drake. And I talked to mothers, and they was like, uh, it's not my fault. It's not my problem. Uh, right. What? That's, well, that's crazy. Boy. Yeah, it's interesting how we look the other way for certain celebrities, or like then the celebrities are at the peak of that, you know, fame. Like right. Michael Jackson. You can't get bigger than Michael right. Jackson. There's, I think, a desire to tear him down. And this new documentary, I've not seen it yet, so I'm not going to speak on it. But I think the reaction by some, say, company like the BBC got rid of all, and they're not going to play Michael Jackson music. I think that's, I don't know. I never thought when I'm listening to, say, Thriller, I was about to say Pretty Young Things, but that's not a <laughs> But when I was listening to Thriller, uh, that oh he look listen to this song I love it so much because he's he's such a good virtuous man it's like no he can he's an incredible singer now a few people commenting on my status talking about well it's more for the victims is just just to get their story right. out and I understand that that's oh yeah yeah but I feel like it's a waste not not a waste in them you know but we can't get the pleasure of punishing the person right. because they're already gone. What about right. 20 years ago when that little kid and they was in court and you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, in the early 90s. Yeah, in the, in the 90s when that little kid and he paid him off and then it just went away. Yeah, but I believe that particular allegation the kid or the family admitted to like making it up. Really? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. But then there are other ones and again I have not seen this documentary out there and I think if something happened obviously the yeah. story should be told. Yeah, of and, course. Um, it's more the the reaction to well, Michael Jackson's music's never going to be played again. Yeah, right. Of what? course, it's going to be played again. It's Michael Jackson's music, and I think even more so than say, like, are you going to ever watch the Cosby Show again? Well, that's kind of a, a television show that's in a way dated. Right. Like, I mean, it's not, but music tends to be bigger than that. It's not. It's music. Really good music tends to be timeless. In a way, but here, let's go to Soldier Boy and see what hits no. on his mind. No, this is Don Cornelius. Peace, love it. So! <laughs> I'm tightening on that backstroke. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, that's R. Kelly tightening up that back, back oh, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what his favorite uh, Michael Jackson song is? What? On a Friday night when he's by himself. What? Just beat it. See <laughs> that? Okay. Jesus. Hey, who's the comedian there? It's George. George? That's George. a real comedic name. Uh, George, George Collins, yes. Oh, that's <laughs> really original there, George. Something tells me that's his real name, too. Yes, it really that's is. That's not a stage name. I tell you, I went to watch, you know, Ron White, right? Yes. Okay. They had this guy that opened up for him, and it was at the uh, downtown theater. It was about three or four years ago, right? Uh-huh. And he came out, and my girlfriend's sitting next to me, and he, he, he throws out a Penn State Sandowski joke just after it happened. Ooh. I don't get it. I tell you, I'm rolling on the freaking ground <laughs> laughing. Right. Half the crowd is rolling on it. Other half crowd's going, ooh. 
you know. And then my girlfriend's like, "That's distasteful." And I'm sitting here. I didn't. Needless to say, I didn't get any. I didn't get lucky that night. It's because we were on different polar opposites of that joke. And he was saying, he said, "Be careful when your uh, when your boys uh, get recruited by Penn State and get a full scholarship with Coach Rand, uh, Sandowski down there." Because in those open shower rooms, you'd be afraid to drop the soap. Mm. Mm. And he goes, and he goes, and here's that mixed crowd, you know. George, you've ever had one of those? Oh, yeah. It's- yeah, and he says, you know, he says, I talked to Ron about it. He says, he thought of it. He said the timing-wise, it was a little too early to tell that joke. Uh, it's, it's never too early to tell a joke. It just has Thank to be, you. It just has to be funny. <laughs> well, you know, I thought it was funny. They all soap in the rope and the dope and drop it in you know, prison, you know? Yeah. Right. And uh, some people uh, didn't find it funny at all. Yeah, and then that's when it's offensive. That's when and then I got... But I think, Soldier Boy, good comedy is not for everybody. Right. If, if, oh, yeah. if it's a really good joke, there's a transgressive nature to it. Yeah. And it will make a certain part of the audience laugh. Laugh and howl and laugh. Like, you oh, yeah. let out a guffaw, it sounds like. And then it'll make Man, other I was people... on the ground. I was on a sticky floor with the gum and the, and the soda. <laughs> and then sometimes you have to it, say it. Because yeah. if it you don't... Because when, okay, when is the right time to... Yeah. Right. Like, like, exactly. When the next you know guy that, says it and you miss your yeah, spot, you right. know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, uh, and then one time I had a mistake. I went to this, this was a comedy store they have up in Birmingham. Right, no, start on. Yeah, start I, on. we got there late, you know, and I was like, "Damn, honey!" I said, they're, they're, "They're, you know, it's full and everything, you know." And the guy says, uh, "The guy's doing the uh, ushering." He goes, "Oh, I got two seats right up front row for you." I'm like, "Sweet, front row, rock on!" Right. Big mistake, big mistake. You get up there, man. He picked on my glasses, four eye jokes. Good God, the bald haired jokes. Oh my God, he, he just. He's just slamming on me left and right, man. So I had to be like those little Muppet guys, you know, those two old men and the hecklers. Oh, oh yeah, yeah man. <laughs> yeah, well, I, got, I told him some jokes. He came back. Stoutler. I don't know. I don't know if I can say him over the air, Joey. As long as there's no bad words, right? No, I, I'm. I'm nervous right now. <laughs> so, I'll tell you next time I see you in private. Okay. But they were good. They were great comebacks, you know? Right. And he right. goes, oh, wow, we got a live one in the front. My <laughs> sweet favorites. And at the end, man, you know how they sell your records and their yeah. CDs and their shirts and their hats? And then I'm 6'4", 240, and I'm walking by, and he's looking at me. And he says, I, he says, man, you are great, man. He said, I should make you a part of my show. He says, you were awesome. He says, most guys that come over want to kick my ass after, you know, I pick on them enough. <laughs> he says, you were just rolling with it. You were going with it. He says, man, here's a free shirt. Here's a free DVD, free uh, hat, man. Just, just, man, you were the bomb, man. He says, uh, do you guys, sometimes, George, have guys that you get to beat off and it makes your show even better? Sometimes. Very few. Yeah. <laughs> he said, sometimes the guys want to kick their ass at the end of the show. He said, I have to hide in the back. See, but Soldier Boy, as we have long established, you're like a unicorn. <laughs> oh, I'm unique? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I hope I'm taking it that way. <laughs> oh, don't make me tell those two comeback jokes real quick. Uh, well, oh, look, look, we're out of time. No, I appreciate, I'm out of time. Okay. I appreciate the call, man. All right, guys. Uh, great guy. Yeah. Oh, man. But I, I was looking at your book of faces feed here, George, mm. and you asked... A dumb question. (laughs) (laughs) I actually liked it. Uh, Can a woman be metrosexual or is there a term? What did you find out? I found out a bunch of stuff. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's a a bunch of terms I don't remember, but technically they can be. It kind of borderlines to like tomboy or something like that. It's it's still the same thing as a male who's metrosexual, which isn't gay. It's just they're... 
really fashionable. That's right. A, they get Manny and Petties, yeah. and they're they're very particular about their looks. Yeah. Joey. Yeah. Oh, do you have something to tell us? It's called Carrie's. Carries. Carries. Interesting. That's that. No, I'm. What do you mean? I have some. <laughs> look at me. Look at my hair. Number one, it's freaking disgusting. I thought that. I thought that was a thing. It looked like freshly washed. No. I mean, oh, that's greasy. Yeah, it's greasy. <laughs> it looks fashionable to him. Right. Well, there you go. This hey. hobo over here. Yo. <laughs> see, folks, you got to get to know Cespalo because if you just see him, you're a little like, I don't know about that. Yeah, man. Everybody. <laughs> I mean, I get that whole, sir. We don't have a restroom. <laughs> or please spread them. Sir, would you please buy something? Yeah, we don't have a bathroom. Or it's, uh, can we search you? <laughs> right, right. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's a weird time in the sense that you asking that question, yeah. there are so many new terms or ways of living uh, these days. It's hard to keep track. Yeah. Uh, you have to like do some research every other day. Like, right. It's a new word. Oh, no, 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 no. Speaking of that. Don't do it, Taylor Swift. Oh, no. It, oh. The headline on Fox News oh. reads right now, <laughs> pop star Taylor Swift ready to talk politics. Don't oh. do it. No. no. You're good <laughs> with the music. Take her shovel. Take her shovel. She's What's digging a grave. Taylor, it makes you special. You're actually a unicorn when it comes to music, but you're going to get down here with the rest of us mules in politics, and you're not going to hey. be special anymore. Hey, she says she's 30. She's informed. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 30, and I'm barely informed. I'm 36, and I'm, I don't know no, my age. Just turning 30? <laughs> no, 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 no. She's not informed because she's called herself thick like a few weeks ago. No. Like, no. Man. Sure? Taylor's, Taylor's fit. She's not thick. No, look at look, look at that. What, man? Whoa, like, she's I'm not thick to, to a piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, don't get in. Don't, don't do it. And this will be time number two that she did that. And the right. first time she tried to do uh, something about uh, some kind of uh, a race or something. In Senate race. It, yeah. it did not it work did at not, all. No. And, it, no. and that's the thing. It came across as sort of wooden tongue, bumper sticker stuff. And it just, uh, it's... I wish, and I mean this seriously, I like people that are above politics. I like people that say, I'm going to do my thing I'm really good at, and I'm going to stay away from especially the political back and forth. Um, it's just, I'm now distracted by the blonde woman on Fox News. I know. Oh, wow. That she is looks a, like she's going to swallow everything. That is the man in me is coming out. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, she's got a, quite a smile. Um <laughs> This is why we need to turn off the TV monitors. Yes, exactly. It's just, at, we're at a certain point, especially me turning 30. Her saying, I'm 30 and I'm informed. I step back and I'm like, as I turn 30, I realize the truth that I have isn't so much like, oh, I've discovered the greater truths of the world. I have my beliefs and my ideals. But really, the truths that work the best for me is where I've learned, well, that's wrong. That thing you did, Joey, was incorrect. Don't do that again. Right. Like, I know what not to do. That's the best truth I have. And as far as, like, what is the greater truth that's positive, I have to say that it's probably the process of learning what not to do. That's the, the process itself. And the freedom to, ha to engage in that is probably the best thing. It's not what you know. It's you know what you don't know. And says, so you let out that gas because they showed a picture of Michael Jackson with one of the kids in this documentary? Oh, there's an alien. Yeah. Latoya Jackson says Brother Michael's guilty in resurface video. Oh, man. Man, that woman. Again, going back 
who cares? Right. Like, yeah, exactly. Who cares? Like, like, well, you know, we do care. That sounds really yeah. bad. But no, but like, let's go get some ones that are alive. What? Uh, I mean, I mean, he, showers, man. It's been over like ten years now. Right. He's been dead. For, and he died a painful one too. Yeah. The well, doctor who, killed him. He died I mean, in his sleep. I don't think it was painful. I thought his doctor killed him. Yeah, I gave him too much. What yeah. was it? Propofol. Yeah, or? propofol. Too many, yeah. too many vitamins. No. Yeah. <laughs> Carly Shimkus. Interesting. Oh, I'm letting my inner monologue come out again. <laughs> She's got some pretty eyes, though. Yeah, let's stop this. <laughs> okay. This is not what the radio God. listeners want to hear. But it is, a, I think, a day of reckoning we need to have. Don't conflate just because somebody is incredible in one field and they're a celebrity for it means they're like this model character for virtue in our sight. That's not how it works. At best, people get really good at like two or three virtues. At best. And that's very rare. It, I think, in my case, I've learned to, like, okay, here's what I did wrong and question pretty much everything. That's my approach. But I think if people keep putting these stars on pedestals beyond whatever it is they're good at, you're going to be greatly disappointed time and time again. Especially when celebrity gives you the power to get away with a lot of this stuff. People will take that opportunity, sadly. Is that celebrity privilege? Right. Yeah. Right. It's uh, very much a celebrity privilege. And, and everything we've talked about tonight has revolved around that. Yeah. Some famous person thinking they're above it and yeah. they're being brought back down, dead or alive. Well, and then you get a target on your back, too. Mm -hmm. So it's just... Uh, it's a mess. It, and it that makes me sad when I saw the news and I saw what the documentary is about. It's just sad and depressing, tragic. Yeah. Um, but... I'm gonna try not to let it, you know, ruin working day and night. I still love that song. Let's like the brothers Johnson didn't, weren't pedophiles. They're the ones who produced it. Quincy Jones is still a great man, right? Like, you know, <laughs> let's not t throw the baby out with the bathwater. Uh, but George, I appreciate you joining me. Of course, thank hey, you, dude. I want to say good luck, man. You got this, okay? Indeed. Don't doubt yourself. Thank you. You got it. Just run with it, man. Be yourself. And I, I mean, I got, I got more faith in you than I do in myself. Stay in touch, man. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, please do. I call in.